Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's just Steph and I sharing our own personal stories with you. And listeners, I have a question for you. Just hypothetically here, not going to mention any names, but if you were to leave your husband (laughs) to attend a family reunion in Iowa and wouldn't see him for a few days, what do you think would be the last thing you tell him when you leave? I'm just curious, purely hypothetical. All right. Um, I'm going to just tell y'all it was not one of my proudest moments. Also, we are thrilled to have a listener who calls in to tell us a good story or maybe four. Can't wait for you guys to hear this one. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph. Welcome to episode 85. 85. Hard to believe. Yes. Episode 85. And we've had some fantastic conversations here lately with guests. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So much fun. But before we get to that, Uh I want to share something that happened, I believe it was last weekend. (laughs) So Steph, you went to a family reunion. Kellerfest. Called Kellerfest. Kellerfest. Out in Iowa with your family. And I stayed back and worked and got some work done. So I, I spent the weekend away. Mm-hmm. But when you left that Friday. So let me explain Kellerfest. You had to explain Kellerfest. So you guys, okay, sure. so Kellerfest is on my dad's family. We are all uber competitive. So it's basically an entire weekend. We get there Friday night and then leave Sunday morning. But family from Iowa, Michigan, Michigan, Indiana, Minnesota, Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. My cousin's from Puerto Rico came. It was awesome. But we all go, and it's just like a huge, like, adult games. Two years ago, we had human foosball, which is fun. This year, we had slip and slide, zip line. Oh, my gosh. You guys, it's so much fun. But unfortunately, Kevin could not go this year. Yes. So. But I want to point out stuff. When you left on Friday morning, I gave you and the kids hugs and kisses. Yep. When I went to hug you... (laughs) My final words to you were, I love you. (laughs) And your final words to me were, you've got hair coming out of your ears. (laughs) You should go take care of that. I'm like, have a good weekend. nice of me i should have said yeah you're right i i i love you but i love you so much you gotta take care of the hair growing out of your ears you guys i can't i can't i can't men get the hair out of your ears if you have hair coming out of your ears that's the first thing i'm gonna see we need to you need to clean it up i'm just helping you the last thing you're going to say when you are driving eight to ten hours away and you're gone for three days it was apparently that, that important. important. It was that important to tell it me that. It drives me crazy. Yes. Just men, got to clean it up. You got to clean it up. That's all I'm saying. 
But I love you. Yes. But before you left, we recorded, I believe, six episodes in the course of like seven, maybe eight days. Oh, we were busy. We were very busy. But it was so much fun. Yes. And so the ones we just had was Big James Henderson. Big James Henderson. How surprised were you with his personality? So surprised, but what got me was his laugh. <laughs> I loved his laugh. And then it, when he said, get this stuff, get this stuff, get this stuff. I'm like, what, James? Tell me. Like, I just loved him. He's just making fun of me. Yes. Because I say that to you, like, hey, get this stuff, right? And he just, he was making fun of me during the conversation, which was hilarious. He was so good. Oh, my gosh. Such a nice man. Not only is he a big man, but he's got a big personality and an even bigger heart. Yes. Right? For people, how kind he was. He was amazing. He was amazing. And I just can't fathom lifting 700 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Like, just, and then that one time when that little boy was like, my daddy says you can't lift... 700 pounds. Yeah, that you're fake. And then he just like, boom, ranked it up. Boom, ranked it up. Boom, cranked it up. Just like that. Like one thing to get 700 pounds up, but then to do it three times, no problem. Amazing. So he was episode 82. He was fantastic. And then episode 83 was with Lori Fetrick. (gasps) Ice. Who used to be Ice on the American Gladiators. I might have been a little excited on that episode. You were a fangirl in that conversation. Fangirling. And so immediately... Like, you took over my introduction. I did. When I was trying to introduce Lori, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Steph, like, act like we've done this before, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were just so excited I to talk to Ice. I was so excited. And it was just because she was had such a cool personality. She was so good to us, so kind, had awesome stories. But just to think about growing up and watching this TV show, and now here we are talking to her. Right. It was just a very cool experience. She was so much fun to talk to. And unfortunately, we had to wrap it up. We had an hour. We spoke an entire hour with her. And then we had another conversation that we were going to have immediately after that. And I cringe doing this, but we yes. actually had to cut her off because we could have kept talking. To Absolutely. Her. We could have. Like The three of us were having so much so fun. So much fun. And I just cringed having to apologize. Lori, I'm so sorry. We have to to cut off this conversation mm-hmm. because we have another interview we have to get to. Yeah. But she was fantastic. Fun. And then we talked to the president of Fat Scooters. Kevin, I want one. Don't those look amazing? I want one. When you came out and you told me, hey, I have Derek. He is what? The president? President. President of Fat Scooters. I'm like, what's a fat scooter? And he's like, ah, babe. Let me show let you. Let me show you what this is. So I'm like, that looks amazing. Just to like wheel around the property like all five of us that are fat scooters (laughs) i think that would be so much fun so of course they are custom built electric motor scooters and they cap them at 20 miles an hour Mm -hmm. right but they are amazing and they're part of a lot of golf courses out west where these courses are getting rid of the golf carts and having these fat scooters to to drive and so one People will go to these golf courses just to ride these scooters because they're so much fun. But two, it speeds up the play as well. So what would typically take four, four and a half hours to do a round of golf cuts it down to three hours oh, for a round of 18. Oh, I know that. Yes. Why so, is that? Because they're so much faster and you have individual motor scooters as well versus... Everyone has to Everyone has two carts. Yeah. So it's like individualized and... They just it, go right to their ball yes. or... Okay. And so it's a faster pace of play interesting. So, so it ends up being can, better for the courses. So the courses can get more, more rounds, more people daily into their course. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
fascinating. But his stories, conversations. He grew up a pastor's kid like myself. Mm-hmm. So it was that was very cool. And then we spoke to, which will be next episode, oh, episode 86, yes. Sarah Stroll from Bob Ross Incorporated. Bob Ross. Y'all, I hope you guys know who Bob Ross is because my parents didn't know who Bob Ross was. Are you serious? No. I was like, Mom, Dad, guess what? We got... But if you showed him a picture, would they know who it was? I don't know. I, I tried to even explain him to them. They had no clue. Like I was like, Mom and Dad, guess what? We got somebody from Bob Ross Incorporated. And they're like, who's Bob Ross? I'm like, What? <laughs> Like Bob Ross, the painter, PBS hair, and they're like, we don't know who the you're Afro. talking about. Yes, they had no happy clue. little trees. Now my sister, she's like, ah, Bob Ross, totally got. It. My parents had no clue. Yes. Well, I told a friend of mine, he's like, uh, Kev, you know he died, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> We've yes, him back I, we realized that he passed away in 1995. Yes. We get that, but his legacy is even bigger today. He's more popular today than he was 25 years ago because of all the videos on YouTube because of all the merchandise because Bob Ross Inc. continues to flourish. They do millions of dollars in sales from art supplies to... Well, be- don't tell everyone everything. Like, just let them listen to the episode. Becoming a certified <laughs> art <laughs> instructor. Uh, just incredible what yes. they've done to keep his legacy alive. Yes. And so we reached out originally to the president of the company and she's like, I'm not doing interviews. You can talk to my assistant. And so... Her assistant, Sarah, got on and she was fantastic. She was she knew so much about Bob Ross, his stories, personal you know, life, personal life, everything. And she was so sweet. Oh my had gosh. The sweetest demeanor. Misdemeanor? Misdemeanor. <laughs> no, I had the sweetest demeanor. She had the sweetest demeanor. We were just so very thankful to be able to talk to her. Yes. So it was a great conversation. So that'll be episode eighty six. We've got a handful of other ones scheduled that we have not actually recorded yet that we're excited for yep but steph we actually have someone calling in we for this do show. we have a guest call in yep. who's going to tell us some stories so hang tight here all right steph i've got a question for you what's your favorite book of all time uh obviously you met her where oh i thought you're gonna say the bible oh oops <laughs> oh what's your second favorite book of all time you met her where <laughs> A distant second. <laughs> totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Today, we actually have a call-in guest to tell us a good story. Yep. Are you ready for this? Yep. Friends, we know our next guest from having attended the same church for about the last 10 years. He is hands down, hands down. our favorite usher. Favorite. Hands yep. down. Jeff is the... Oh, I'm sorry. The next guest... <laughs> Let me do the intro. Okay, sorry. He's also a family man, having recently celebrated his 31st anniversary with his amazing wife, Twyla, and is the father of four daughters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Mr. Jeff. Jeff Colda. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff, thank you for doing a Zoom call here with us. Yep. We appreciate this. Honored to be here. 
Jeff is actually a big fan of the show stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love it because every Sunday morning he greets us, literally. He's the usher. He's a greeter. He does it all. He does. He does. But he'll always greet me with a hug. And then he starts talking to you about the podcast, which I just love hearing his feedback and what he's thinking about it. It always is so much fun to talk to him. I'm the ultimate fanboy. I love it. I, I think you're going to need a restraining order or something. I, I've listened to every episode. I've read your book. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite episode in particular? Uh, I really like the episode. I don't remember the guy's name, but the mafia guy. Oh, that was really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine jumping a train to get away from the FBI, <laughs> the mob, and then yeah. you're just a part of the Reeling Brothers? Like, I just yeah. can't even fathom that lifestyle. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that, that has been one of the more popular episodes with, mm-hmm. with Phil Paul, two-parter, actually. Yeah, it was. I'll be honest with you, Kevin, I've told you this before, too. I actually enjoy just listening to the two of you. And your sister is hilarious. And your friend are hilarious so i even when you don't have guests on it's really great oh thanks, thank you jeff that always surprises me when people say that quite mm-hmm. honestly but thank you thanks jeff now i did joke about you being an usher at our church however you do have a few good stories from being an usher including a couple from interactions with me personally jeff so let me tell one and then that'll lead to a second story this happened a few weeks ago so steph you were back in the nursery Volunteering. Volunteering Mm -hmm. with our three-year-old son's class. Yep. Okay, so I was in the sanctuary by myself. Well, Mr. Calder here came up to me, and I'm in the middle middle of the church, right? Came up to me, taps me on the shoulder, and says, hey, she's been looking for you. Here she is. And so I turn, and Jeff has this, (laughs) what, probably five, six-year-old girl, I would say, blonde-haired little girl. And I look at Jeff, (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know who that is, Jeff. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Jeff got this like, oh crap look in his eyes. Like he just assumed this girl was ours, right? Uh-huh. Little blonde haired girl. And so he turns around and now he's struggling. Now he's got to try to find. <laughs> and this his dark girl's, sanctuary. Yeah, the dark sanctuary. Right? It's like a needle in a haystack. He's got to go try to find this little girl's parents. I love it that he just assumed a blonde haired child belonged to us. <laughs> Like, oh, that's the Mason's kid. It's got to right? be. It's got to be. <laughs> she absolutely looked like she could fit in your family. So here's the side from where I was. She came in. She looked lost. Obviously, uh, our job is to try to help, particularly when kids are running around on their own. And I asked her, I said, is your dad Kevin? And she said, yes. <laughs> I mean, she looks like she could be one of your kids. So I then sought you out, tapped you on the shoulder, like you said. And she looked like, what are you doing, guy? Kevin, that's not mine. <laughs> so we got her in the right place. It was all good. But I was just envisioning Jeff, like, tapping me on the shoulder, then going next to, hey, is this your kid? No. Okay. Hey, how about you? Is this your kid? No. Okay. Just trying to find, like, a police line up here. It was so funny. But then, Jeff, can you tell Steph what took place, like, literally two weeks ago at church? Could you please share that story with Steph? So Steph was already in there ahead of you. She was sitting sort of in her normal area and you came in a little later, probably had to get your coffee or something. And you and I had a a brief chat and then you walked over, put your book down and got ready to praise and worship. So I noticed something funny and I came over to you and I thought I would play on that other incident and said, uh, I don't have any kids for you today, Kevin. And you thought that was funny. You laughed graciously. And then I said, hey, by the way, are you going to sit next to your wife or are you going to sit next to my wife? (laughs) 
And at that moment, I think you looked over and realized you were sitting next to my wife, who has the same kind of hairdo as your wife, and you were convinced you were in the right place. You weren't. I I wish Twyla, bless her heart, like if Kevin would have just like went to like, because sometimes he'll put his arm around me while we're praising and worshiping or holds my hand. Like if we could have just had a video of something like that. Oh, I well, would have just lost it. That's when Jeff saw my oh crap face, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I turned, I'm like, oh my gosh. And what happened, Jeff? I had my little guy, three-year-old, with me because mm-hmm. he was having issues going back into his classroom mm-hmm. without you, right? So I brought him into church, and I was really focused on him. Well, Jeff's wife has the same length of hair, same color hair, and she had the same... Actually, the back of her shirt was the same color as yours. Mm-hmm. So sat beside his wife put my notebook and, and coffee down, sat right next to her, had Tate in my arms. And that's when Jeff tapped me on the shoulder. Well, then I looked at his wife and, you know, later on I apologized to her and Jeff's wife, Twyla was like, yeah, when you came into the row, I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, he's in my space. He's in my space. He's in my space. Like he's too close, too close. And it would have been really funny if I was like, Hey, can you hold him real quick? (laughs) Passed off Tate to his wife. So then I immediately got out of a row and moved up two rows Yo. to sit next to you. Did you see him go into that row? I did, but it didn't actually dawn on me right away either that he was sitting next to my wife. Um, <laughs> I just went up to talk to him, and then I realized as I was talking and I looked over his shoulder, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? That's my wife. <laughs> 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 We're letting the riffraff in here at church this morning. <laughs> Twyla's probably like, babe, you going to say something about this? Like how close he Come is on. to me? Like, Come on, help me out here. It's so funny. Yeah. So I want you to share some non-church related stories here that you have and that I've heard in the past. So one, I know you do travel for work at times. And you told me this story one time, which is funny. Can you share with Steph the story of what happened with an Uber driver one time when you're on a a trip? Yep, no problem. I was in Chicago. I was wrapping up a few days and had an early morning flight. I mean, a early morning flight. So I called for an Uber. It must have been, it might have been around 4.30 in the morning. I called for an Uber. I'm downtown. A young lady comes up, my Uber driver. We exchange pleasantries. I get in. And she starts driving. And I noticed, you know, we're in downtown Chicago. I've been there many times. I have a good sense of how to get to O'Hare. And she really wasn't tracking the way I thought she would track. And so I thought, well, this is kind of odd. I'm not sure where she's going. We finally made it onto the highway. And she looks in the rearview mirror and says, I have to tell you, but before I do, I want you to know everything's fine. I'm okay. But I'm having a little trouble seeing right now. (laughs) But I want to assure you, I can maintain lane discipline. <laughs> Who maintains lane discipline? I'm like, well, that's great, but can can you see beyond the hood? And she said, honestly, no. Oh. And I said, well, let's pull over. And th- this is sad in one way, too, because she was obviously having some sort of an incident. And thankfully, I, she's fine. But we're going 70 miles an hour on the highway towards O'Hare. And she's telling me she can't see beyond her hood. Thankfully, there wasn't much traffic. So I finally convinced her to pull over on an off-ramp. We got off the highway. We stopped. She said, I just need a break for a minute. And I said, honestly, can I call an ambulance? I think you need some help. No, 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 I'll be fine. I said, it doesn't seem like it. So we had this exchange. She wouldn't hear of it. She said, I, you know, you hired me to bring you to the airport. I got to bring you to the airport. I said, I'll tell you what, 
I'll drive. And she said, well, I normally wouldn't do this, but you seem like a nice guy. So, okay. So I ended up driving my own Uber driver, my own Uber ride, all the way to the airport. Now, she called for a friend on the way and arranged for somebody to come get her. And the really interesting part is I had a chance to pray for her. I was able to give her what money I had. I think I had 50 bucks in my pocket. So she could, you know, she was worried about not going to the hospital because she didn't want to run up a big bill. It's it's moments like that. It's funny. Uh, It it was unusual. I I have a great story to tell that I drove my own Uber ride, but the the human compassion side of it is also really uplifting. And that is a chance to make an impact on somebody. But Jeff, what kind of review did you leave with this driver on (laughs) the Uber app? That's what she was worried about. She said, you're going to give me a bad review. I said, I assure you, I won't. You delivered me safely to my destination. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, that's not how I thought it was going to go. No. That story. No. It reminds me of you and I in New York City. Oh. Jeff, have you been in New York City? Uh, A few times. My daughter is there often. Oh, that's right. Nadia. Yes, you guys, his daughter is a rocket. Yes, in New York City. So, in yes, Jeff City. has been yes, there a few so times. Yes, you have been there. So, the taxi drivers. Yep. So, let me start oh, this off. Oh, okay. So, Jeff, the first trip we go to New York City, I was working at J.P. Morgan Chase, mm-hmm. and I was going to be there for a few days. You actually were able to come with me, and we, <laughs> we flew into JFK, uh-huh. get into... A cab, and Steph had never been in New York City at this point. All right, so we get in the cab, and of course, this cabbie just takes off, and it is like, let's see how close we can get to the car in front of us before we slam on our brakes. Okay, yep. that, that I mean, it is so aggressive. All these drivers, so aggressive. And so, after probably two minutes, and of course, you know, my wife, as sweet as apple pie, but she is white knuckling oh, my knuckling leg, knuckling the my leg. Knee. She is. So yes. nervous. Holding on to the door. And, and so we finally, we get to a stoplight and she leans up and she's like, excuse me, sir. And he can barely speak English. Yeah. Barely yeah. speak English. So it's like, I don't understand. Sir, how do you drive here in New York City with all these crazy people around? And I'm like, <laughs> Steph, he is the, the crazy, crazy people. One. What are you talking about? Oh. He's weaving in and out of traffic. No, he's, no, he's normal. He's, he's normal. normal. Well, he, yeah. just starts, he just starts busting out laughing. He thought that was the funniest thing. And I'm like, oh, Steph, he is the crazy. So you were just white knuckling oh. my leg. I mean, I can't tell you how many Jesus, 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 <laughs> take, Jesus. Take the wheel. Like, oh, take, take the wheel. wheel. Jesus, take the wheel, Jesus. Like, I'm praying over the cab. Oh, my eyes are closed. I'm like, we're not going to make it. It's like it. a roller coaster ride. Oh. Getting to the hotel. Yes. Then tell Jeff what happened when we left the hotel. Oh, so then we leave the hotel and Kevin's like, Let's go to dinner. I'm like, I'm not getting another cab. And he's like, no, the hotel provides a, what, concierge? Yes, transportation. Yes. They'll do a shuttle. It is, it was like a brand new Acura MDX. Yes. That they were like showing off. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a sponsorship deal with this hotel. So they put us in this really nice brand new Acura MDX. Yeah, so and I had, like, a, this had is, a driver. This is fantastic. I would love to be in this car rather than the cab. So we're sitting there and Kevin's holding my hand and I'm like, ah, oh, I love New York. This is so much fun because I'm not in a cab. Well, this guy starts talking to us. Always, he's talking about the MDX. Yes. He's about like trying MDX. to sell us the MDX. But then instead of like <laughs> focusing on the road, he like turns back to talk to us. And I'm like, sir, sir, sir. And Kevin's like, sir. And he like points. 
brakes. There's a person. I thought this person was going to go on the how. hood of our yes. car because wow. he just barely missed this person. I'm like, Kevin, I don't like New York. I can't do New York. I, I'm like, we can walk everywhere. We yeah. don't need to be in cars. We need exercise. But it was like there was a scene in Dumb and Dumber where like Jim carries the limo guy and he turns around and talking. Yes. And you can see like things going in front. It's exactly what happened. It was exactly. This like guy that. turns around and is like talking to us about this brand new MDX, and we can see pedestrian walking yep, across walking. the street, and we're getting closer and closer. I'm like, sir, sir, sir turn around, sir. and both and both Steph and I like dive like in the back, uh, and I don't know how we missed it. I don't know how we missed this guy, but the driver actually turned around and thanked us, and he's like, that was actually pretty close. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, like, like you're he's welcome. Crazy. You're welcome. So speaking of that, real quick, we've been there so many times because of my daughter's pursuit of being a rocket, and my other girls dancing had a lot of competitions there. So we've driven there thirty times, probably. Wait, you've I, driven to New York? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we okay. we normally drive. I love driving in New York. Do you really? I, do you? My girls will tell you that I'm a madman. They sort of enjoy it, but then they sort of don't. <laughs> a nutcase, but I love it. I love the aggressive. Oh, aggressive? Yeah, everyone's so oh, yeah. aggressive. Yeah, I love it now. Thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't ever hit anything or anybody, but but I do enjoy driving in New York. Has anybody hit you? Nope. Any close like calls? Uh, we had a close call. One Christmas we had my wife's family, of course, which is a large family. And so we tried to only take one car into the city. So we had our rental van. I think we had 14 people in it. <laughs> and so it might have been a little steamed over in the wintertime and the windows, like see out the windows. Like, you know, it's kind of, you kind of need to be able to see out all windows when you're driving in New York. It's dark. <laughs> and I basically was, you know, I'm putting my blinker on, I'm coming over. I hope it's clear. <laughs> so that might have been a close call. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I do not. No way. I do not want to drive in New York no. City. Uh-uh. No. No, thank you. So the next story, Jeff, you had told me previously was about something that happened at a wedding reception one time, which actually hits very close to home for me personally. I know it will you as well, Steph. Okay. Can you share that one, Jeff? Yeah. So this isn't probably one of my prouder moments. Um, my sister-in-law was getting married and I've lived here long enough. We've been in central Ohio since 74. So it always shocks me whenever anybody schedules a wedding on uh, Ohio State football game day. Yes. Yes. She did. And in the middle of the reception was, you know, the game going on. And it was a good game. I, I think they might have been playing Penn State. So we're at the reception. I'm at the table with my family. The music's going on. It was literally the father-daughter dance at the wedding. And I'm thinking this is a good time to pull out my phone and check the score of the Ohio State game. And we weren't like out in the boonies anywhere. We were close to the city. We should have had a good signal. But for some reason, I couldn't get the game. I couldn't find the score. I couldn't get cell coverage. It was just horrific. And the more I tried, the more mad I got. And I'm <laughs> in my corner at the table stewing a little like a four-year-old. And all of a sudden, I don't know what came over me, but I just let out this scream. This reception sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's even worse because the father-daughter song just ended and it was dead quiet when I yelled that. My kids, my wife were mortified. This is my sister-in-law's wedding. This reception sucks. And, I was, and I'm like, no, the phone, the phone. I can't get the game. 
I'll never live that one down. <laughs> Wrong reception. Oh my gosh. That is so you. That, that is so is me. That so would, you. That would so happen to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jeff, living in Columbus, Ohio, you know, do not schedule right. a wedding on a high state football game. You just don't. It's, we we it's scheduled. A yes. It, yeah. Yeah, we scheduled ours around uh, it. Uh, 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 uh. You scheduled. He proposed to me and my parents or my mom was like, when do you think you're going to get married? He's like, October 23rd, 2004. I'm like, what? I'm like, we just got engaged in May. I'm like, you already have a plan? He's like, absolutely. I'm like, what time? He's like, 430. I'm like, how do you have all this? And he's like, because the Buckeyes play Indiana at noon. And one of our friends already had the bye week. Yes. Some of our friends had the bye week. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And shockingly, the place we're going to have the reception was clear because it's an Ohio State football weekend they teach you this growing up apparently because all husbands and boyfriends came to our wedding too so it was just like instead of those guys yep. not showing up i knew the game would be done by 3 30 and i would give an hour to get to the church good good so, planning i'm impressed yeah so we we planned that out pretty well we yes you. we but you. jeff we have had issues where Steph had a friend who had a wedding during the High State Michigan State game. And this is one of the years where High State was really good. And so I refused to go. <laughs> so Steph went, you went by yourself, didn't you? Well, I was in the wedding. Oh, that's true. You were in the wedding. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Your friend should know better. <laughs> right? so Wait, I, okay. I'm not going to In this. my defense, I grew up Northwest Ohio, like literally on the Indiana border. We grew up Notre Dame fans. So I didn't understand the Ohio State football culture and how it was in Columbus until I started dating Kevin. But now I've been ingrained. I get it. Yeah, you understand I, the rules. Everything. You schedule is your weekends around yes, those high state games. You, they absolutely are. And Kevin's sporting the colors right now. So I like That's it. true. Awesome. That is true. Yes. But Jeff, that is so funny when you said this reception sucks. Everyone thinking it's the wedding reception, but no, it's <laughs> yeah. your cell phone reception. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is so funny. That is so something you would do. Yes, it is. Well, Jeff, thank you so much Thanks, for taking Jeff. some time here to share the stories. That was fantastic. Yeah. We enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it too. Thank you. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 